Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Back from deep cover here and ready for part two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season two, Matt. Yeah, Pete, I feel like for the last eight or nine weeks, you've been wearing that red hat a lot, but I'm glad that we're back. We're back here. It's the flagship, baby. It's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's coming back in just a handful of days. It is the Tuesday, March 3rd, 9 p.m. return. We're jazzed. We're heading into Avengers Age of Ultron and closing out Phase 2 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So big things in the offing. Matt, let's jump right in here. We had the reveal in the 10th episode of the season prior to the hiatus. Sky's identity and with her exposure to the uh, Terrigen Mist that she has become Daisy Johnson, also known as Quake. Reina also exposed to that. What they become will be a major part of this second skein of episodes we're dealing with inhumans which is way down the line kicked one movie down the line by the fact that spider-man has been brought back into the fold from sony so you know forget about the movie in a few years we've got superpowers on the way and i think that that is the best news to come out of this decision that it really, really is a case where, though in your introduction you mentioned heading towards Age of Ultron, and I have no doubt that that's going to have some sort of connection and after effects and whatnot, this is a show that is strong enough to start to have, not just in humans with a capital I because it's a movie, but to have those super-powered people, they're going to launch on this show. Are all of them going to make it to the movies? I don't know. To be honest, I don't care. This is to the benefit of S.H.I.E.L.D. so greatly because what was the first episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. all about? Hey, there are these fantastic people with powers out there. They're not in this show. It's just people like you. And that was a major stumbling block. I Mm -hmm. think people tuned in early and they're like, all right, where's my Captain America cameo? And they threw you, you know, Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson at the end of the second episode, and it was a good nod. And they peppered in some stuff. You know, they threw us Lady Sif uh, at one point, and then they were able to get Sam L. back. But, you know, the idea that though Robert Downey Jr. says he's amenable to to jumping in, the idea you're going to see them on a week-to-week basis, I think, was something that that people kind of smarted getting used to as opposed to well, wait that was never the pitch of the show you get a treat like that great but that's not the expectation and now also in a tv landscape that i i dare say is is much different than it was um when let's say agents of shield was when they were shooting the pilot there's so many more comic book based properties out there some that have been successful in smaller venues, like the uh, venues, like the CW shows, one of which, Arrow, not superpowered, Flash, superpowered. You have some of the other shows that have been successful or unsuccessful, your Constantines of the world. Um, there's increasing casting information on the Supergirl series that I'm kind of down on, but 
et cetera, et cetera. The, the Supergirl series that will have a movie tie-in to Man of Steel yet is unconnected to the other DC properties that are out there. Listen, come over and play with the big boys when you when you when you got it together. Hand wave. <laughs> it is to the benefit of Agents of Shield that they're stepping up and saying, We're gonna end up with super powered people anyway. Let's get it going here. Because they don't whatever inhumans characters they want to use for the movie don't even need to originate from here. It could just be smaller superpowers that aren't movie ready but are still going to be suitable for a tv budget and most of all lead to compelling characters i think that's been the shift that that's what the show needed to learn not as much tie into the movies and the big ward reveal and all of that they have to add, they've added characters that we like that we dislike that they get 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 killed off and so on and so forth they've added people we'll be talking about that in a bit this is a show about people. Now you're giving them powers. It's only going to get better. Right. And and the setup of the show by nature of the agents and the people that the agents are going to deal with allows for that really rotating cast of characters. Matt, let's talk about that casting firepower. Came out over the hiatus here and while we've been podcasting Agent Carter that Adrian Palicki, also known as Mockingbird, Bobby Morse, has been promoted to a full-blown cast member, okay? But wait, Matt, that's not all, okay? We also have the addition of Luke Mitchell as a, quote, powerful, unquote, character, likely inhuman. Drea DiMatteo, ex of Sopranos. Christopher, what are you doing? Exactly, Okay. Uh, Adriana um, is going to be joining the show and certainly not least, but last in, uh, you know, in terms of his cachet, Academy Award nominee, Edward James Almos. And as amazing as that role is as Jaime Escalante in uh, Stand and Deliver, what I really am hoping for for his time on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is that he will be able to help those agents find Earth. Well, I think it's more of an issue of other people finding Earth on the show with our Inhumans and, and whatnot. But, Matt, I've specifically been going back in addition to our fun with our podcasts, you know, prepping agents of shield and agent Carter and preparing to podcast all 13 episodes of daredevil, uh, in 13 straight hours when it hits on April 10th and I die in the morning hours of April 11th. Um, I like of, that you've upped it because originally you died partway through. Now at least you've made it to the end. Yes. Um, I've been going back and watching the rebooted Battlestar Galactica that Edward James almost was the linchpin to. And what a the fantastic question. Does it, does it look and feel wonderful? It looks and feels human. Okay. <laughs> and they had a plan and there is a plan with his character. I can tell you that. And, uh, you know, the gravitas, we're graduating into this second round of cameos. You know, last year it was Paxton in a recurring role and 
you know, being the clairvoyant and, you know, the misdirect of, well, he doesn't really have the powers. He, he had the intel and everything. Now we're dealing with people who know ahead of time. Oh, okay. Wow. And I'm not going to spoil anything about almost his role, but I'll tell you, I know some stuff and it's, it's good. And he's the guy with the goods, Matt. Wow. Exciting. Really exciting stuff. As as much of an adventure as Agent Carter was, I'll I'll just use the verbiage that Jeff Loeb used in front of us at New York Comic Con. Uh, Agents of Shield is the mothership. It is the wellspring from which Marvel live action television springs forth. You mentioned Daredevil, by the way. If we have listeners out there who were not with us for uh, for the news, we are uh, going to be. Uh, podcasting daredevil as you made reference to you can search itunes uh for fantastic geek see our daredevil podcast we have a preview episode up now etc etc fantasticgeek.com uh for for more information and whatnot but pete well i think we'll be returning to discuss daredevil in a moment in fact that might be a perfect a perfect springboard well matt this past week ming na wen who we know of course as agent melinda may from agents of shield was in New York City. Um, this brings about the question, do we get a March or April Daredevil connection? I, of course, in, in case you've forgotten our, our modern Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. roles as opposed to our Radio Hour roles, um, I, I am spoiler-free. But, Pete, given the number of times that Agent Carter appeared in the fall portion of shield which i believe was twice Mm -hmm. it is inconceivable that there's not going to be not only perhaps a brief passing of the torch moment or some sort of um nick fury-esque type thing i think that they're going to go for a proper connection as we saw in agent car the agent carter appearance in agents of shield where it is story driven it is legitimate it's not kind of the cuteness of Nick Fury walking out at the end of Iron Man. As wonderful as that was, it's not something that's cheeky and speculative. It's going to be, you know, that the search for this latest 084 takes them to New York, where blank. And it's not just going to be passing him on the street a la Lost style. Hey, that's the Daredevil guy. It's going to be something I can only imagine that really does make sense. Um, And the fact that we had Clark Gregg spending a week or so in New York in October... Um, we we assume connected to filming of Daredevil in addition to New York Comic Con and Ming Na Wen out out here on the East Coast now, all the better. I mean, look, these can be shot out of order. You could have had the Ming Na scene for episode one hundred two of Daredevil scripted months ago, but now it's convenient for her to shoot it. Uh, it also could be she shows up towards the end of it for whatever, uh, or vice versa. She could be going out there for a Shield episode that has somebody and i love that because you don't just because the shows aren't let me put it this way pete it's a guilty pleasure that i that i have watched some of the flash not really as much into arrow seeing those two characters cross over this past fall it was absolutely delightful because just this moment of that superhero and that superhero are fighting together and it's only to the benefit of these two shows to have those moments in real ways, not Nick Fury at the end of 
Shield 102 saying, go get out there, Colson. That's it. To really have a, have a story connection, even if it is for a scene or two. You're talking about, while I don't watch those shows on that other network, you're talking about a process there. They've been very transparent about the crossover opportunities. I prefer the opacity, despite the fact that I find the cracks and, and then get at the stuff and see where it is. But Matt, that Clark was out on the East Coast while Daredevil was filming, that Ming-Na has come back to the East Coast as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. continues to film, tells you everything you need to know. My greatest concern with the connections there, given the different nature of Marvel to Netflix with their first foray in Daredevil, is one of tone, is what I'm concerned about. Right. You know, when Coulson shows up on Daredevil, how's it handled? And given that apart from a, a minute and change uh, trailer and a moving poster, our regular audience has seen very little. So that's a concern. I have every confidence the mothership that it is, S.H.I.E.L.D. tonally will handle, you know what? Uh, Colson, I'm in New York, and there's this uh, there's this vigilante. It's going on here. Is you he know, inhuman? Come check it out with yeah, your inhuman you know, scanner. I, I think you know, as the wonderful Mingna when running point for director Colson, that's going to be organic. I'm more so worried about how that show is going to incorporate our characters. Well, let me ask you this, Pete. Forget. Forget the fact that, you know, we've spoken with Ming-Na Wen and Clark Gregg. Um, do you think that Coulson is somebody who... Do you think that Coulson is somebody who, as a character, in his natural life, uh, is somebody who swears a lot? Absolutely not. Do you think that Melinda May... Obviously not, you know, in story moments we've seen. But do you think that when she, do you think that when she stubs her toe at home, do you think that she swears like a sailor? No. Really? Absolutely not. Because I'm imagining a scene of like, of like Melinda May talking to a Daredevil character on Daredevil in some organic, interesting story way. And kind of one of the big get is just have Ming-Na Wen be like, well, then you know what I say to you, bad guy? <laughs> I say, mm you I, have this moment I don't of... I don't see it I don't okay. see it she speaks with her actions and that's that's not writing to that character um, and I can tell you right now that won't be the way that it's handled you, you don't think that for some of our for some of our lady fans and I'm sure for you guys out there maybe there's not the the Grant Ward uh, Grant Ward in Daredevil full frontal scene something like that yeah, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> well, where are we going next, Pete? We've talked uh, a possible March or April Daredevil connection. Um, you know what's 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 next? Well, how big is this connected universe? And we're talking only about the movie of the summer and likely the year in Avengers: Age of Ultron. The effect there. What kind of connections can we look for in April? And then how about uh, the fact that we have another Marvel movie coming in July? Do we connect out of Avengers back to S.H.I.E.L.D. and somehow into Ant-Man in May? 
given the great impact that Captain America had on S.H.I.E.L.D. last season, a movie, Captain America, that came out in April, so was able to have a have a, a, a long effect on S.H.I.E.L.D., we're not going to have that to as great a degree for Age of Ultron. Part of me would be okay with that. If they have decided we're going to have different amazing things happen on S.H.I.E.L.D., and what we don't want is the post-Thor episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. where there's gigantic intergalactic battles in London and there's there's love and there's there's Kat Dennings and <laughs> there's there's Kat Dennings um, and oh and there's also Princess Leia's mom or something but but Kat Dennings um, next week on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Coulson and company bring their brooms to clean up. I don't want that. So if you sit and go, oh man, it's the last episode in April of, which is to say the you know last episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. before Age of Ultron comes out. Oh man, Coulson and company, the jet is grounded in, in the jungle. And then, oh man, they're trapped there for two weeks. And when they get back, there's reference to the Ultron incident. But they can't worry about that, Pete, because there's the ticking bomb from from Laser Bolt guy. I'm okay with that because I don't. I, though this show is propelled to its highest heights because of a Marvel movie, you can't do that each time like a junkie no, waiting for. You, I'm just watching. I'm just watching. As we set off, Mike. You know, we're not going to end up with like, here's the new Agent of Shield. It's Ultron. <laughs> Listen to me, Coulson. <laughs> Who's bringing what to the office party? The the shield bot nine thousand, you know, that gets dropped in with May to you know a, a pesky situation. It could be like Dot Matrix in Spaceballs. Yes, it it can't be by virtue of the fact that we had such interconnection, unprecedented, Matt. Yeah, an episode. The end of the episode. You saw the movie that weekend. Shield falls apart. We're back to oh my god, Shield fell apart. Uh, Hail Hydra! And they okay. literally say three days ago. They're referencing events three days ago as they show footage of the helicarrier running into the 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 Triskelion. Uh, so, and we're like, that was a couple days yes, ago for us too. Yes, and I can tell you, Matt, definitively, it is not as great a connection. Now, that's Ooh. not to say definitively that things can't be done well i think you're gonna see some interesting people show up Ooh. um is there then story time here's here's what i'm i'm wondering you have ultron not knowing i mean i i okay let me back up here the assumption is 12 more episodes to shield um which would give us precious few two or three perhaps even as little as one uh after age of ultron do they go for some kind of Ant-Man connection? Here's what my spoiler-free prediction is going to be. Because there's not the ability to do kind of a concurrent thing, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. destroyed, impact on the show, Ultron just happened, now we have a new episode. I'm going to... Here's what I imagine. That there's some sort, some literally little cameo of Ant-Man, maybe some sort of thing where he's just like running along there close to the camera and just that's it where you sit and go, who is that? Oh, that's Ant-Man. We, the audience, get the joke. We kind of nothing 
that has story impact. I can't take credit for it, Matt, but I'll repeat it here, okay? And it was a ha-ha, mind-blowing moment at the same time. What if Ant-Man has been in every Marvel movie to this point? I uh, I dig it. There okay. could be a scene like, um, oh, I know, wait, did Battlestar do it? There have been shows or movies where it's like, uh, Nikki and Paolo moments in Lost, where it's like, uh, uh, oh, you didn't know that they were there. That's because they were off to like the side of, they were on the other side of the tree, so now we're going to intercut footage. That would be fun. I mean, it would be cheesy, it would be cheeky, but it would be fun. And I think that's with that property. You know, people people need to remember Ant-Man was written largely, you know, comedic in, in tone. Now, we know they've undergone quite a bit of change since Edgar Wright, who really nursed that thing from inception to the point where it was dropped out but they're going to connect it well i certainly welcome those connections i i think that you know they've gone from the show on the ropes you know this time last year to it being critically appreciated the audience appreciating it not a huge audience but a vocal audience and a vigorous audience um they're almost in a position where now where it's a it's a wealth of riches you know how do you connect to daredevil in march how dare how do you connect to age voltron in april uh how do you connect to ant-man in may these are all just fantastic fantastic opportunities for for our heroes on shield well speaking of connections matt march april may about connecting with us in june that special edition nyc Indeed, that is the uh, the second year of this uh, summertime uh, comic book convention in New York City. Uh, sorry, kind of went back in time there for a second. Don't know what happened. Um, it's run by uh, Reed Pops. It also does New York Comic Con. I think their hopes are to have two world-class conventions uh, maybe by the end of the decade. But uh, we definitely are going to be going there. Uh, we'll have some goodies to share if we meet people, you know, hand out a button and whatnot gave one of those to clark Gregg, by the way um but goodies like that it's all made possible by listeners like you who've helped lend a hand at patreon.com slash fantastic geek that is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash fantastic geek uh we have some little giveaways there as well for those who uh, help us out with our bandwidth and storage costs uh also a little uh, little prize pool to uh you know, we have some plans that i'm sure we'll be announcing between now and uh now and uh, whatever you want the cutoff to be, Daredevil, Ultron, Ant-Man. Um, so it's good stuff going on there, Pete. Well, spring is a time of renewal, Matt. Let's talk Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. renewal. We're heading into this second run block of episodes, whatever you want to call it. The ratings have been relatively strong from the fall uh, relative to ABC and, of course, the rest of its schedule. Um, that plus Disney slash Marvel and ABC Studios connection means a renewal is a slam dunk, but there might be a little bit of sweating that goes on here. Well, I'm sure there, I'm sure there's going to be some sweating and I understand that. I understand why. Um, but what, what people have to keep in mind and all this is stuff I've just read on TV by the numbers, which is excellent. If you're kind of into, 
you know, not to overuse the word numbers, but if you're into kind of the numbers of TV ratings, it ha it's such a great resource. They continually repeat shows don't compete with shows on other, on other networks. They compete with shows on their own network. S.H.I.E.L.D. getting a 1.8, five million viewers. It's not super healthy. It gets beat each and every week by NCIS last year and NCIS Norlands or Cyber or SUV, UVs. Sioux City. Sioux, <laughs> Sioux City. Um, it gets beat in the ratings. It gets beat in total viewers. But here's what ABC knows. It's not going to beat NCIS. What it needs to do is make money to keep its TV shows on. So it's going to get rid of the shows that underperform. And if you have a middle performer, then that's okay. If it's making money, and if it's going to cost more to just scrap it and come up with something brand new, then they keep the thing that's there. Shield ratings where they're at now are suggestive of a renewal. And here's another fact from TV by the numbers. Since I believe 2007... Uh, whatever the year is, it applies to Veronica Mars. From that point forward, every network TV show with at least 66 episodes filmed at the end of three seasons has been renewed for a fourth. That's so you can get extra syndication, reruns, and et cetera, et cetera. What does that mean? A season three renewal is a season four renewal. That streak has not been broken for these, you know, many years. If they renew S.H.I.E.L.D. in the fall which we will know by the middle of May, then we don't have this, we don't have a sweating conversation in the following fall or the following spring. It'll get renewed. Even if ratings are awful, that, that has happened with New Girl on Fox. Ratings don't need to be good. You're making these episodes so you can print money with reruns on cable and and broadcast, etc. In, in the years and years and years to come. If you don't believe me, ask Jerry Seinfeld. So... so Here's how you listeners can help. Watch it. Watch it live. Get somebody else watching it live. Oh, hey, you're going to go see the Hulk in theaters? They do this every week on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. And you're going to see connections to that movie. It's going to deepen the experience. Okay? We're going to get a surge of people who are going to go back and watch this show after Avengers Age of Ultron has come out. Here's the question. Will it be too late by then if the ratings continue a trend? Is there a trend, Pete? I don't I don't think that there has been that much cooling maybe after the first you know, you want to say, okay, the season the season finale a uh, season um premiere, it's always gonna have a little extra oomph. I would bet you that ep episodes two oh three to two ten probably within a ratings point or two of each other you know 1.8 1.7 um i could be wrong i don't have the numbers in front of me but there was not kind of the slow decay lower and lower that frankly we saw in agent carter for eight episodes i think they stabilized i want to say around six or seven in the fall and it's been steady since three episodes we built up to the big finale what was you know, sky and everything there. And we'll continue to explore that in the second half of the season. But the show needs to maintain, if not grow. And you look back at last year and they were adding. So that's important. 
bottom line is this these next 12 episodes determine whether we get 44 more or we get zero that's that's what hangs in the balance it's 12 more episodes to 44 more hours of this show or hey pete we're doing a fall 2015 reflection <laughs> with the agents of shield series God, I hope not. Blu-ray, it's two seasons. Meh. I, I hope not. I mean, so much wonderful stuff is going on within the Marvel Universe and the fact that we're on the cusp of really three shows right now. It's been busy for us. We're fine with that, okay? And we love doing this and we really enjoy the content, but people need to watch first and foremost. And I get the you know uh generation and the time that we're in that i can watch it anytime i can watch it mobile i can watch it on this app i can you know watch it on the dvr or everything and that helps but nothing helps more than your live views there's a reason matt we record right after an episode and it's because forget it being fresh in your mind and everything like that it's because the demand surges and people want to discuss and chew this over and and that's really the outgrowth of what we are and we know that there's that demand there and i'm I'm thinking back to just a couple days ago we got a tweet from uh, i believe it was henry DeRed on twitter saying i mean i and maybe i'm putting some some extra adjectives into his mouth here but it was kind of worse the effect of hey we all look forward to listening to the podcast Wednesday morning on the way to school or work. And yeah, that's because people want, you know, people, that's what people are looking for. You don't want to sit and go, particularly for a show like this, it doesn't run super duper duper deep. We're not kind of looking at X-Files level mysteries. We're not looking at, um, you know, the the questions that Lost asks, asks about existence or time or things like that. It's a little bit this is a this is an easier pill to swallow. Certainly has big questions, long term storylines, etc. Um, so you kind of want to you, you want to get it and go, and uh, and we're happy to do it. Pete, something else that you're happy to do is to uh, talk to people on the Twitter, and how can they do so? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Peter P I E T E R J K E T L A R K E T E L A A R five thousand two hundred. 81 followers can't be wrong i am personally on twitter as looking back lost but you can be in touch with the podcast by reaching out to fantastic geek that's fantastic with a ph you can send an email to our gmail you can post on fantasticgeek.com you can tweet at fantastic geek on twitter and pete there is of course one more way yes facebook facebook.com forward slash fantastic geek one word that's spelled with a ph jump on there throw us a like and it's just another way to interact with us pete i have to tell you i am so energized to be talking about shield again that's no disrespect to agent carter which was a wonderful eight episode run but this really is the flagship this is home base and uh, i can't wait to see where all our favorite characters uh, are up to um I just can't. I mean, here we're we're just we're we're, we're a couple of days away from Agents of Shield season two B, and uh, it's going to be an exciting ride. If only you could know what I know. 
Well, with that, I will say arrivederci to all our listeners and give you, Pete, the final hiatus, final word. It's all connected.